It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back. Hour number three of the program here on a beautiful Thursday. And if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. If you want to send an app chat message on the WBSM app, you can do that. If you want to send an open line voicemail message on the app, you can do that as well. And uh, we heard from Answered 7 at the end of the last hour. Sounded beautiful, sounded crystal clear, and it was nice and easy. All you had to do was open up the WBSM app, hit the open line button, select record audio because you can send video if you want to. Uh, But, you know, just audio is fine. You don't have to get all gussied up and, you know, make yourself look good just for me. You can just record the audio, send it on over, and we can play it here on the air. Just make sure it's something that we can play on the air. Uh, I will screen it before it can be played so uh it might take a little bit you know you send it in now might have to wait till the next commercial break before i can preview it to make sure that it's it's okay to play on the air also during the break i was able to jump into barry's article at wbsm.com and on the app the one about the young men's club at st michael's school in fall river uh, in which barry spoke yesterday on his program with father jay Mello. i was able to jump into the article and drop the podcast in there for you should have done it last night when I was editing his article. I don't know why I didn't think of it then, but I put it in there and uh, and it starts at the 14 minute mark of that podcast. So if you want to, obviously if you want to listen to the whole hour with Barry, the podcast is, is pretty much commercial free. So you can hear it all without the commercial. So instead of an hour, it's like 40 minutes or so. But if you want to hear just that part, you can jump into the 14 minute mark, but just start at the beginning of the hour because Barry leads into that with some discussion as well. And, of course, you can get all of our local programming available as a podcast on WBSM.com, on the app, wherever you get your podcast from. One of the many great features brought to you from the app from our friends at South Coast Towing. So check that out. Listen to it for yourself. Read his article. And if you want to react to some of my comments about it in the last hour, like uh, Miserable in New Bedford did, he just calls himself M. I call himself Mis- I call him Miserable. Um, but we got some other messages, too. Carol Ann and Asona said, I'm a single woman and I own my own home and my own car. I would have loved being taught home repairs and how to change a tire. And that's because I said, you know, I'm hoping that they would offer this kind of training for young women, too, if they wanted it. That, you know, the idea is that they're trying to teach young boys how to be more masculine and that that involves learning how to repair your car, repair your home, you know, change a tire, those kind of things. And as I said, those don't just have to be masculine man jobs. Those are jobs for anybody. If you own a car, you should know how to change a tire. Now, it's not so easy in the more modern cars to be able to change a tire. Uh, some people don't have a spare tire. That's, that's a new thing that they've started doing with cars now where, oh, you don't need a spare tire. We have a roadside service. Yeah, but I'd rather get out and change the tire myself than wait two hours for your roadside service to, to be able to come down here with a new tire. So, yeah, great. Thanks for the service. 
and I'll certainly use it if I have time. If I pull into my driveway at home and the, the, the tire goes flat overnight, I'll, I'll call you in the morning. But when I'm stuck on the side of the highway, I want to be able to just change a tire. And it's something everybody should know. And it's something that people think that they know until the time comes to actually do it. Like how many of you have tried to change a tire, you, you jack it up, fine, you, and then you realize, oh, I was supposed to loosen the lug nuts before I jacked the car. So then you jack it down again, then you loosen the lug nuts, then you jack it back up again, then you take the lug nuts off, now you're trying to get the tire off, it won't come off. And you don't know what to do. Oh, I got to kick the tire. Got to gotta break some of the, the lock on it, some of the, uh, the rust and, you know, the, the stuff that happens when it's on there for too long. So, but people don't always know that. And then you might know to put it back on and, and to tighten the lug nuts, but then you don't realize when you put it back down again, you should tighten the lugs again to make sure they're really tight. Um, and and uh, as, as I learned the hard way, don't lose the lug nuts because you think you might be able to get by with less than what you have on there, but uh, it's not really a good idea. So, but things like that, that people, you know, need to learn and just, it, you don't just have to be a boy to need to know those things. So I hope that they are offering those same things for, for girls. I, I, I don't know much about St. Michael's School, if it's, if it's boys and girls, I assume so. And if the girls wanted to have a club after school or a program after school, they could learn these things. I hope they would offer them the same thing. You might want to still keep the, the, the boys and the girls separated because, you know, it might be a different way of instructing each, but certainly offer these skills. These are something everybody should know. You would never say, listen, I think most, most families will probably tell you the mom handles, you know, if it's a mom and dad in the household, the mom handles the bills, right? I think that happens a lot with the, at least with the people I know. Well, that doesn't mean that you don't teach the boys how to handle finances in school because, oh, don't worry, your wife will take care of that. You know, these are not, these are not masculine things. You don't prove your masculinity to somebody by saying you can change a tire. So, and I don't think you're less masculine if you don't know how to change a tire. But uh, M. Miserable in New Bedford went off on uh, one, of his, one of his rants via app chat. Stop stirring up crap with your garbage. The program is excellent for today's young men. You're the problem with people today. You were sickening. Well, at, at no point did I say that the program shouldn't happen. At no point did I say you shouldn't teach them virtuous values and how to do some of these different types of tasks. At no point did I say that. What I said is that it doesn't define you as a man to know those things, and it doesn't have to be limited to just a man knowing those things. Uh, but he continues on, you're a big man, child. Why don't you go down there and take the class? You need it. Uh, no, no, I don't. I know how to do those things. Will you just shut up already? Um, in about 45 minutes. I'm on till noon. You know this. You listen every day. Despite how much you hate the show, you can't stop listening and app chatting. So you know that I, I won't shut up already. You know that I, I'm literally paid to talk for another 45 minutes. Whether or not you choose to listen is all up to you, miserable. And you, since you continue choosing to listen, I think you secretly like it. 508-996-0500. I want to bring up something else, too, 
that I saw pop up on one of my friend's um, social media posts. And I'm not going to reveal who it is. But, well, you know what? She, well, it's, it's a friend's only post, so I won't, I won't reveal who, who it is. But she, she has a position in town. So um, the post says, kind of annoyed that, let me put this call on hold. There we go. Kind of annoyed that the principal threatened to not let kids walk at graduation. This is at Wareham High. The principal threatened to not let kids walk at graduation if they participate in senior skip day on Friday. It's a rite of passage. And there are comments from people saying that, you know, when they had senior skip day, uh, they were told that if they, if they skipped, that they wouldn't be able to go to the prom. Others were told that if you skipped, you know, they wouldn't let you graduate at all. I mean, at least in, in Wareham, they're saying they'll threat, excuse me, threaten to not let you walk at graduation. You'll still graduate, but you won't get your name announced, um, which I, you know, personally, I think is, is too far of a punishment for that. Um, but there's other comments, you know, that's saying, you know, we did it and our, our principal let us do it. Uh, the focus is on attendance, but they should take this into account. Uh, they should have planned quieter and not let not let the principal catch wind of what they were doing. All of all of these comments here. But I, I, I want to know. What is your take on senior skip day, which is a phenomenon, a tradition as, as my friend posted, a rite of passage that happens at a lot of schools. You know, here we are with people getting upset because the LGBTQ community at New Bedford High School had a walkout in the middle of a day on Friday, on a, on a Friday. They're upset because kids are going to take place in a silent protest in which they'll still be in the classroom, but just not say anything. Just choose to remain silent for the day, but still be there learning. You know, the argument was, well, they can't have walkouts during school because they're there to learn. They should be in the classroom. And then when they stayed in the classroom and they want to do it and just stay silent, well, that's a problem too. But I bet you you're all okay with senior skip day, right? That's not, that, the kids belong in the classroom. They shouldn't be skipping class. I'll tell you really quickly. When, when I was a senior, I couldn't participate in senior skip day because we had an AP test scheduled that day. So I had to take the AP test. It was because we had asked for a senior independent study in AP history when it didn't exist for seniors. It was only a junior course. We had asked for a second level of it because we enjoyed it so much. And so a group of us, like six or eight kids, 10 kids maybe, we had all asked to have this created. And so they did as an independent study. And we had to take the test on that day. And we couldn't say, well, we're not going to take the test because it's senior skip day because they created the course just for us. So we, we would have failed the course if we didn't take the test. So we had to be there. So we didn't skip. And the kids who did skip all went out into the woods, all partied, uh, you know, had a keg, all that kind of stuff. The principal showed up where they were. All the kids scattered and ran and hid. And he, who, he was a big man too. He was a very large man, very overweight man, is like running around in the woods, yelling, Ollie, Ollie, in free, trying to get everybody to come out of the woods like that was going to work. But everybody that skipped got in trouble in some way. I forget exactly what the punishment was. Anybody that didn't skip, the principal called us all down to his office. And like the next day, a bus pulled up outside the school. He had us all get on it, sent us to Boston for the day. First, we went to the Boston Bowl and we got like two hours of bowling and video games all paid for. 
And then we went to TD Garden, which was, you know, then the Shaman Center. They were still building it at the time. So we got to take a tour of that. And then we went to Faneuil Hall, and every kid, as they got off the bus, the teachers that went along to Chaperone handed each kid 20 bucks and said, that's for your lunch. So we got a much better day, I think, than the kids that skipped. <laughs> and I... I would have skipped if, uh, but anyway, pe people say kids belong in the classroom, yet I wonder how you feel about senior skip day. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hello. Hi, Tim. Hi, how Catherine. Are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. I'm just kind of laughing. This isn't why I called, but um, I'll just mention it. I, I went to the beach on senior skip day oh, so many years ago, and I think you got the better deal. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely did. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I'm calling for a couple of reasons. One is just, it, and it, maybe you've already mentioned it this morning, I haven't been able to listen for too long yet, um, that the city council will be taking up the mayor's veto of the, their, of the city council's three proposed um, non-binding referenda. I, uh, I don't believe they'll be voting on it tonight. Oh, the way, the way that uh, Council President Morad explained it is I think they have to have the second reading of it, and then the, the vote on it would be the next city council meeting. She said it would be toward the end of April that they would be voting. Oh, okay, because I didn't know that they had a first reading. I went to the last meeting, maybe, and it maybe was that's, not included. Yeah, maybe that's what it, I forget the exact reason why she said, but I remember her saying, I think she said it would be you know to, uh, toward the end of April. I think she said the, the, the last meeting in April. So that would be, what, okay. the 27th? What's today, okay. the 13th? Yeah, so 27th. Yeah. It's on the agenda. They, I hear what you're saying. They are on the agenda. It doesn't say anything other than, you know, that they're on the agenda. Um, so I don't know. Uh, there's a substitute motion that's been put on. Did she speak about that? I don't think so. What, what was that? Okay, the first one, rent control, is the same as, or stabilization is the same as we've heard. Uh, the changing, once again, the term of mayor, but this time from four years to two years, that's still there. Then there's a substitute motion, and I guess it's, I don't know if it's substituting for the, the CPA monies or what. Um, it says advisory ballot question be placed regarding the revocation of the acceptance of three, blah, blah, blah. Shall, and here's in the, the the uh, general laws, shall the city of New Bedford revoke the acceptance of sections three through seven, inclusive, inclusive of chapter 44B of the general laws that imposes an additional surcharge to property tax? No, that is that is the CPA motion. Oh, it is? It is. So okay. the, the way that uh, Council President Morad explained it to us is in order to rescind it, it has to appear with the same language that it appeared to approve it. And so the question, you know, she said there'll be an explainer on the ballot that explains that it's a Com community preservation act, but that the okay. legal the legal wording of the question had to be phrased that way is what is what she told us. And that's why it's called a substitute motion because language was changed. I, I right? yes, I, I don't I don't know for sure that that's why it's substitute, but I know that okay. that I know that that is the CPA question because that's how it appeared at first when they first discussed it, and I I asked her why why it didn't mention CPA. Uh, directly in the question because I thought that it was misleading if it didn't. And yes, I think it is. And she yeah. said that it had to follow the same legal terminology that was on the, the question originally. Mm, interesting. Okay. 
All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's not. I thought it was noted on agendas that it says, you know, first reading, second reading. There's nothing like that here. So I don't know. Um, maybe if she's listening or one of the other city councils is listening, they could call and clarify that. Is it indeed just going to be a first reading or a second reading? Yeah, they can. Even, some, I'm sure somebody's listening that can, can let me know for sure. But I know I know she said it would be the end of April before they would be voting on it. Okay. All right. But be good for us to know which reading it is, too, because there's only another meeting in April. So, well, right, and, I think. And, and uh, we'll, we'll talk with her and Councilor Giesta tomorrow. And I'm sure you'll be there tonight, right? Or you said you can't make it tonight. Uh, no, I, I plan on being there. All right. Yeah. Well, let us know okay. how it goes. We'll, we'll also have Adam Bass there, too, Thanks. covering it. So Enjoy the weather after. You as well. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we will have Adam Bass covering the council meeting tonight, too. I don't want people to think I'm making Catherine do our workforce. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. I only know I'm supposed to call once for a uh, show, but no, I, okay. I, had to, I had to tell you this. I had to tell you this. Uh, so... My birthday just passed not too long ago, and my daughter got me a, a little keychain that said, uh, "Hey, Dad, thanks for teaching me how to be a man." Although I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm your daughter. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was fitting to what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And, I get, I get the I sentiment mean, for sure. Yeah, and I, 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 I loved it. I put it right, I put it right on my keychain and everything. And um, but no, it's it's true though. I, 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 I believe in. I mean, I'm a, I'm a girl dad. So I don't have any sons. I mean, I and I, you know, I my wife's. I I've, I've told my wife, you know, uh, I was hoping for a boy with my second one, but I'm like, all right, it's a girl, it's fine, you know. And um, so, anyways, uh, you know, I teach them how to do, you know, the lawn work, weed whacking, taking the garbage out. You know, uh, my oldest knows how to change a tire. You know what I mean? She knows how to do all that stuff because of because of you know me. And I, I'm a firm believer that it starts in the home. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just learning the yeah, things you know. that you need to know as an adult, right? Like, right. It, yeah, I, I mean, I, you don't. I guess you don't have to learn them, John. You you could you could get by always hiring somebody else to do things for you. But and yeah, you don't waste a lot of money though. Yeah, you waste money, you waste <laughs> time. Like, wouldn't you yeah. rather get going and not be stuck on the side of the road by changing your own tire rather than waiting for AAA to come and do it? Yeah, I just think you know, Tim. I, I honestly, I think it's it's the lack of. You know, parents nowadays, and, and everybody's getting so lackadaisical with teaching their kids on how to do stuff on their own. Oh, you know what I, mean I think is... These kids are going to... I was saying, not to interrupt, you know what I think is part of it is I think nobody taught them, so they don't have the knowledge to pass on to their yeah, kids. It's probably, it's probably, yeah, it's probably true. You know what I mean? It's probably true, but, I, uh, you know, hey, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know how to do all that stuff, and I, I, I you know, if I if I haven't taught them something, you know, that I, I, I deem, you know, deem necessary and... I'll, I'll end up teaching them, you know what I mean? So that way they could do it in their lives, you know? Except, do, do you do electrical? I just won't do electrical. No, I, I've done my own electric. I don't have my electric license or nothing, but I've done my own, like, home, home electric stuff. Yeah, that's not too, too bad, but I won't, I won't mess with a circuit breaker or nothing. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll, wire, I'll wire a thermostat <laughs> or a doorbell or something, but beyond that, like, yeah, I'm not, not going to do something that's going to get me electric but but plumbing plumbing i have no i have no uh, qualms about it all i'll i'll take apart a toilet i'll take apart a sink i don't care yeah. i'll probably won't put it back yeah. together right but at least i'll try yeah i hear you all right i just wanted to chime in all right thank you so much all right thanks Dr. talk to you later i was also um you know, I spent many years working, as I've mentioned, at Mill Pond Diner in, in, in Wareham. And anybody that knew Biff Goyette, the guy who owned the diner, he didn't call anybody if he didn't have to. Now, he was a pretty handy guy, 
but he also thought that he knew more than he did. And he would have us do these projects with him so that we would learn. And I, I did learn a lot of things from him. I did learn plumbing and things like that from him. Um, but I don't think it's, you know, just because I was a boy that I had to learn it. If we had female people working in the kitchen, they would learn too. But I, I just didn't like when he would do things with gas. Like when he installed a new fry later and he hooked up the gas line and he wanted to test for leaks. And instead of doing the way you're supposed to do it, which is you take some dish soap and you pour that over the uh, the um, the pipe and the, over the connection, and then you look to see if it bubbles. And if it bubbles, you know you've got a gas leak. That's how you should properly test for a gas leak. His way of testing was to take a grill lighter, light it, and sweep it around the connection to see if it makes it flame up more. And it did. And the sweater that he was wearing, he wore like Bill Cosby sweaters. All this is pre Bill Cosby being a bad person. He he um, would light. He lit his Bill Cosby sweater on fire, and he got up and immediately pulled it off his body and threw it into the trash can. And then the trash can went on fire. And it was like it would have been funny if it wasn't for the fact that you know we thought we were going to blow up and die. But uh, that was not such a great way. And and also he insisted because you know industrial toasters are very expensive, and they're they're hard to find used. So, and he wasn't going to buy a brand new one. So every time a toaster broke, he would try to fix it himself. These were 220 volt toasters and he would just be screwing around with them and he would electrocute himself. And I don't know how he handled it. I don't know how he withstood it, but he'd be like, oh, gee. and then he would just go right back to working on it. The play, the, I'm surprised the kitchen didn't smell like burnt biff more often. But anyway, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I woke up this morning with the sun down. Shining in I found my mind In a brown paper bag But then I tripped on a cloud And fell eight miles high And welcome back in 508-996-0500 If you want to call in Or app chat on the WBSM app If you want to text in Or open line on the app If you want to send in a voicemail all kinds of different ways to be able to reach out and get in touch with us. And let me catch up here on a couple of app chat messages. Uh, HT in New Bedford says, you're going to owe M rent money for the real estate that you're occupying in his head. I know, I know. I don't, I don't get it. Personally, if I don't like something, I, 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 if I don't like a, a, a TV show or a movie or a radio show, I don't watch it or I don't listen to it. But I think, I think M just really likes it. I think he really likes having something to yell about and, and argue about. And uh, Matt, uh, Matt in Fort Polk says, Tim is, uh, M to Tim is as JC was to Art Bell. Uh, still deployed, still listening, Tim. Any SSE Spooky South Coast shows coming up? Uh, I think we might be in this week. 
I'm not totally sure. I have to check with the other spooky crew members and see what's up with them. Uh, where it's it's tough this time of year because there's a lot of stuff that's going on, and then I'll be traveling a lot on the weekends coming up. And um, we also have, uh, of course, Stephanie's TV show is going to be coming out later on this year, and I'm sure she'll have to be doing some promotional work for that. So I can't I can't give you any details as to when or where you can see it. But it'll be coming out later on this year. That's all I can say. I think I can say it's going to come out in the later half of the year. I think that's okay to say. Let's say Q3, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get her in trouble, and I don't want to. I don't want to get myself in trouble. But yeah. So there's you know there's a lot of stuff that'll be going on. I'll have a couple of different paranormal events that I'll be doing. Um, going to be traveling around going to some different places so i will uh, i'll try to keep you up to date on all of it and we'll squeeze in some spookies where we can for sure it's it's hard because we want to do the shows but then you know i i don't want to come in after talking for this entire week i don't want to come in on a saturday night and do the show by myself i want my friends with me so that we can go back and forth and discuss these things. But uh, if you are jonesing for some spooky South Coast, just check out those almost 700 episodes that are uh, available on podcast. Uh, some of them are actually okay. Some of them are actually pretty good. <laughs> when I was going through and fixing the podcast feed um, late last year, I was uh, looking at some of these and I was like, oof, oof. they were really nice to, to, leave, to let us stay on the radio with some of these episodes. Especially when we used to have the Red Sox and we'd come on for like 20 minutes after a Red Sox game because that's all the time we'd have. Like, we probably should have asked, hey, is it okay if we stay a little bit later, if we get a late start? They would have said okay, but instead we tried to jam a show into 20 minutes. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Oh, hold on. Let me press that button harder. There you go. Now you're on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. How are you, buddy? Good. How you doing? Can we change the topic a little bit? Sure. We're talking about a little wrestling. You want to talk about wrestling? Yeah, can we? All right, okay. Did you, did you watch WrestleMania? I did. What did you think? I thought night one was great. I thought night two was, uh, it was okay. I really liked the Intercontinental title match, and I really liked the Hell in a Cell match. Everything else I didn't really think was all that great. No. Um, what did you think about, uh, I thought the girls really shine as far as their matches go. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, night night one, especially the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair match was amazing. Oh, geez, that match was unbelievable as far as the girls go. I mean, they just stole the show. I just, I mean, with Brock Lesnar and, um, I mean, not Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, I, mean, I was kind of sure what, which way they were going with that because I didn't know if they wanted to push Rose too quickly to win the title, especially with Roman Reigns being that dominant for so long. And here comes Cody Rhodes to take the title away from him. Do you see anybody close to taking the title off Roman Reigns? No, I think it'll be Cody. But like you said, it's going to be a long-term thing. You got to have the psychology there. Some people are 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 better as the one chasing the title than the one holding the title. So you got to really make people want it. And just a few months of build-up, they realize they could they could have something much more long-term out of that. But did you catch the um, the bit of history connected to New Bedford at WrestleMania on night two? Um, no, I didn't see that. But, so uh, I, I, me I mentioned it a little bit the other day, but on night two, when they had the, no, I'm sorry, night one, night one, when they had the Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley match, they had two female competitors, they had a female referee and a female ring announcer 
uh, in a championship match for the first time in WWE history. And that female ring announcer was New Bedford's own Samantha Johnson. Okay, Samantha Johnson. Okay. Yeah, because Samantha, Samantha Irvin, the ring announcer for SmackDown, is actually Samantha Johnson. Oh, wow. That's right. I didn't know. That's right. I, don't, I heard about that. Yeah. And um, I think, um, what's her name? Is back, um, not, not Bailey, but um, Shasha Banks. Um, she used to be an independent wrestler. They used to, yep, she's, yep she's from Massachusetts, and she used to wrestle all over here. So tonight I go bowling. I bowl every Thursday night at Wonder Bowl, and on my bowling team is uh, my friend Jen, who used to wrestle around here as Amber. And so she wrestled Sasha Banks. She wrestled Becky Lynch. You know, she wrestled all these stars of today when they were out on the independent scene making their, making their way up. Yeah, I did, uh, I did see that. There was a, a podcast where um, I think... Um, uh, Logan, Logan Paul was uh, had her on. She was talking about her her uh, humble upbringing and going to like all kinds of circuits. And I guess the way she broke into the business is that she kept sending um, emails to WWE for tryout, tryout, and like after like a year or so of like constant emails per week, they were say, okay. We'll give you a tryout. We're in Boston and stuff, and that's when she got a big break. Was when they came in and gave her a tryout where they were in, in the Boston area, and she was able to get. Uh, and she nailed the performance uh, contract. And yeah, it's it's really it's fun to go on YouTube and see some of those old matches. Like so, her wrestling my friend Jen, her wrestling uh, Ariel, who's from New Bedford. Uh, you know, like you see a lot of these people who later became bigger stars wrestling our, our local folks who helped them break into the business. So New, New Bedford has had a lo- New Bedford and Fall River have had a long connection to the, to the wrestling world. I just got to hold you there because I'm up against a break. But okay, thank you, thank you for the call. Thank you, Tim. And uh, we are, yeah, certainly, um, you know, the 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 wrestling world is not for everybody, but. I, I just want you to understand that it's a it's an important thing for the South Coast because it has such a, a, a lengthy history. So Triple H, the guy who runs creative for WWE now, the guy who comes up with all the storylines, depending on how much Vince McMahon is still involved anymore, but the guy who is by title in charge of everything that's decided in this now merged company with the UFC, this new big conglomerate company, the guy who's in charge of creating all those storylines, cut his teeth as a wrestler in New Bedford. Cut his teeth in New Bedford, wrestling New Bedford guys. When he was known as Terror Rising, he would be in New Bedford, Fall River, he'd be all over. He comes from Nashua, New Hampshire originally. He trained with Killer Kowalski. And by the way, if you had ever met Killer and called him that, he would tell you, don't call me Killer, call me Walter. So he trained under him and he spent so much of his formative time here learning the business. You know, old hands that had been around for a long time here teaching him, who still are out there teaching younger kids today. So that's why I have hanging on my wall a photo of Brickhouse Baker, the guy who gave me a chance in in wrestling as a ring announcer, but also got me beat up. And so, you know, I, I, I owe everything I know about the inside. Well, I mean, you know, I kind of knew about it before, but I owe a lot to Brick. So it's, it's a tight-knit community. They're all personal friends. They all want to see each other shine and succeed. You know, every time that they get on TV and they have a chance, it's, it represents everybody in the area. Anyway, I got to take that break. We'll be back in just a few moments. 508 <laughs> 
welcome back in. Say, if you're looking for a good place to go out and have yourself some breakfast or an early lunch or, you know, whatever it is that you might be craving, head on over to Just Another Phoenix and rest, uh, Just Another Phoenix Restaurant in Dartmouth. One of my favorite places because of the creativity that they show in the menu. You know, I, I always talk about how they come up with new and different things that you won't find everywhere else. But they have all the same things that you would expect to find on a menu at a local breakfast spot. But they also like to jazz it up and come up with new ideas because, hey, listen, I can tell you, as somebody who spent 22 years cooking breakfast every day, it gets monotonous when all you're doing is making people sausage and eggs and bacon and eggs and cheese omelets. You want to have a little creativity in your work, too, and the customers always love when you change things up. So when you come up with things like honey nut oat French toast, red velvet pancakes, when you come up with different types of omelets and different types of uh, breakfast sandwiches that you can make, people appreciate having something a little bit different. And you can try all of it. They have daily specials every day. You can get the entire menu available through the drive-through. So there's no reason to say, well, I don't have the time to sit in and go down and sit to go and sit down and have a whole meal. You don't have to. You can get it all to go. So it's but if you spend time there, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love the people. You're gonna love the atmosphere. It's the perfect place to kind of hang out and take some time for yourself or spend some time with a friend or a loved one and get away from it all. Just another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth. I recommend it, and I think that you will find, I say this all the time, but I guarantee you will find something on the menu, new and different, that you will love. All right, well, tomorrow on the program, I want to let you know that tomorrow we are going to have New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad, as we do each and every Friday. She'll join us at 1030, and this week joining her will be Ward 2 Councillor Maria Giesta. And we're going to be talking about some very important issues with both of them because Councillor Giesta has been someone who has been uh, working diligently to come up with solutions for things like all of these fires that have been happening in her ward. All of these fires have been happening in the near north end in the last few weeks and months. Looking at the parking situation, you know, we had that issue where the the uh, the police de- uh, fire department rather had to go through somebody's car windows because they were parked in front of a hydrant. And so they had to break the windows and put the hose through the windows in order to be able to access the hydrant because somebody just stupidly parked in front of a hydrant. And, you know, she talked to me for that story, but we'll we'll get some more thoughts from her on that tomorrow because it, it is it's a problem. Parking is a problem, and it's not just the hydrants. It's, it's all over uh, the north end with some of these issues, So and the south end, too. So she's going to join us to talk about that, along with Council President Morad, and a bunch of other things that will come out of tonight's meeting as well, which, of course, we'll have Adam Bass covering, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Adam Bass of Mass, and he will uh, have updates throughout the course of the meeting. So it's, it's like being there when you can't be there. I'm, I'm, I'm literally at the bowling alley in between frames i am sitting in the chair opening up twitter and following along with what's going on so uh you can do the same all right i do have to take one more break before the end of the program if you want to call in 508-996-0500 we can try to squeeze you in before we run out of time we can also read your app chat messages on the wbsm app you can also send us an open line message on the wbsm app and we will play it on the show like we did earlier uh answered seven and a cushion it did send in a a message saying, Tim, don't forget Carmella of the WWE was a graduate of UMass Dartmouth. She was. Leah Van Dale is her real name. She was a Patriots cheerleader and a UMass Dartmouth graduate. So I was trying forever to get her on the airwaves here with the previous person that handled PR for the WWE. 
uh, and a guy that I knew from working with him for years, going all the way back to my inside wrestling column. And we couldn't work it out for it to happen. I've reached out to the new people, but haven't heard back. But I think it would be really cool to have her come on, you know, next time they come through the area, have her come on and talk about, you know, the, the, the way that she got her start and talk about some of her time at UMD and being a Patriots cheerleader and all that. Because I was covering the Patriots while she was one of the cheerleaders. I didn't know her, though, because they didn't, they didn't let the media talk to the cheerleaders. <laughs> like, no, no, you stay over here. The cheerleaders are coming off the field. You stay over here, Weisberg. We know, we know how you are. Anyway, got to take our final break of the hour. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in uh, the final few seconds of the program. Stay tuned where you're going to have Barry Richard coming up right after Bill O'Reilly. Then Howie Carr. Then later on, on South Coast tonight, in the 7 o'clock hour, Marcus is going to be talking to two members of the Fairhaven Select Board. They're going to be calling in to talk, or they're going to be coming in to talk about the Proposition 2.5 override, and they'll be taking your phone calls about it as well. And then at 8 o'clock, he's going to have Sheriff Paul Haro joining him to talk about his first 100 days in office and the results of that uh, study that they had done by the expert on jail suicides to kind of share uh, the information gathered in that examination. So until tomorrow, have a great day. Enjoy it and enjoy every sandwich as well.